No, no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch, episode 76. It is getting towards the business end of the World Cup. Uh, we, the round of 16 is concluded. The quarterfinals awaits in a, in a matter of days. And me, Jasper Woodson, and Wilbur Kudelukes are here to break it all down for you. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty uh, hectic round of 16. It was, wasn't it just? A um, few drummings. Yeah, right after I said, I don't think it's going to be any more thrashings anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be all going to be close games, and then uh, I was wrong. Definitely a few close games, though. Yeah. Was, that, sure. was it two, three, two penalty shootouts? Two. Two penalty shootouts, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, should we just jump into it then, I guess? With the, we'll go through the round of 16 games, uh, react to, or evaluate the analyze results and evaluate. analyze the results and then we'll look at uh, head to the quarterfinals and see what will be um, alright so the first round 16 game uh, I did I, I said this game I I did say this is like my prediction for this game was that the, the quality of the team that won would show out but I did probably say it was going to be a little bit closer than this. It turned, it turned up being a scoreline that probably flatters the USA a little bit. The Netherlands, yeah. Too, too good for the US, winning 3-1 in the end. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean we spoke... I, th- I think I actually... Didn't I, pre- didn't I pre- predict USA to win this or something? On penalties, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that wasn't a great call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think... Yeah, you obviously right in the end. The, Netherlands, said- the Netherlands were too good and the USA team was... They had a bit of flair, but um, I think on the whole, just too much class all over the all over the pitch for yeah, yeah, true. I think, like we said, the USA is defensively not the strongest, um, and yeah, that's obviously one of the Netherlands' strengths. So yeah, yeah, and uh, I think yeah, I think I predicted two one in normal time. So like, not correct, but not not too far off. But I think yeah, it's just I think the USA. Uh, they're getting closer. They're, 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 they're the best the USA team has been in, in quite some time, but they're not quite there yet. It will be interesting to see what their team looks like in four years in their home World Cup. Yeah. Could be a very different very different equation. Because they've got a lot of star, young stars breaking into the top European leagues at the moment. And those stars will be established in four years. And they'll have other new stars breaking through by then. So it could be a, quite a improved USA team. Yeah. They need the stars, but they also need like the, you know, the kind of, I suppose, like compared to the Netherlands, like a, a Virgil van Dijk, you know what I mean? They don't have like a big, like dominant defensive midfielder or like a really good center back, I no. feel. I feel like that's that's and something that that's that probably need to develop more. The, 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 player, the, the, the next group of players they need to... Uh, break onto the world stage are defenders. Yeah, they've got their midfielders and they've got their attackers that have broken onto the top five European leagues, but all their defenders are still playing MLS, as far as I know. Yeah, so. I think that's it. I, like, I wonder whether it's like. I mean, this is getting very um, drawing a long bow, but I wonder whether it's sort of the competition for like you know 
athletes are like between sports yeah like sort of the young there's the smaller kind of zippier players will play soccer yeah the bigger players if might you're, play basketball yeah if you're tall or you play basketball or american football i mean if you, i don't think any anyway but yeah I, I, yeah but then i'm like i'm not like the like the, 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 the skill set very different yeah exactly sports. but physique wise you might be yeah put towards playing and like football. naturally gifted athletes who could probably pick up most sports would probably tend trend towards the other soccer is a bit down the pecking list yeah well there's more there's more money in, in, the, in the other yeah yeah but I think that is changing in the US too like more money is because they're seeing how, how, how much it's growing more money is being invested into soccer programs throughout uh, the collegiate system yeah because it's just so weird and different over there as has to how it is over, like, over in, the, in Europe I was going to say this country but the college system yeah how like you don't have academies it's all High school varsity, then college, yeah, then MLS. That's how it works with everything, right? Over there, like every all, every all major sports. sport, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is weird. So, like, yeah, you're on a varsity team in soccer in high school, then you're on a college team, and then you're on a, then you're in, um, then you go to the it's MLS. Like the pro league, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like by the time you finish college, you're 21, and then like college football isn't anywhere near good enough to like the equivalent age group 18 to 21 in European leagues so by the time you, if you want to go to college and play soccer and then play professionally by the time you leave college you're 21 or 20 yeah and you're years behind everyone else in the top leagues yeah so it's just tough yeah if, if you want to I think it's the same like Australia if, if you if you want to make it pro you have to leave America yeah Oh whoa! Sorry. Also, side note for um, those not watching, those listening, we're also watching the first half of the Japan Croatia game. Uh, as we've seen the highlights in this game, and not watched the full thing. And Croatia this, just scored. This was scored. talking about with Kramaric kind of not playing that well. And yeah, there was multiple he, occasions where he just didn't seem to just go for it. Yeah. Like, did he, did he first shoot of all, this? First of all, he's not making. Like he, he could make a better run there and yeah. then he just like what is he lets the ball bounce twice oh that's him in the middle of the night yeah oh right much, yeah. yeah no weird very weird anyway, anyway but yeah I think in, in, in Australia and America yeah if if you want to make it big you, you have to go to Europe and start playing at a higher level at an earlier age yeah that'd be tough probably for different reasons but yeah but yeah uh, in the end Netherlands like I, I still like They've they've had an easiest run. They have had an easy run, and I'm like I'm not like I remember when uh, in the next game we'll talk about uh, Argentina Australia, um, friend of the show Yannick saying that he thinks the Netherlands are going to expose Argentina, and I'm just kind of like I don't know if I've seen enough from the Netherlands to really think that they're going to expose Argentina. Like mm. yes, Argentina didn't look that crash hot against Australia, but I also don't think the Netherlands have looked that amazing. Yeah, throughout the tournament. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I don't. I think that'll be a close game. Yeah, I think Netherlands, the squad's worse, but the confidence will be higher. I reckon. Yeah. Argentina, for how good their squad is, look a little bit shaky. Which I guess yeah brings us on to the next quarterfinal. Um, sorry, sorry, round of sixteen game. Argentina win two one against a, a gallant and valiant Australia. Uh, it looked like. A fairly comfortable game for the first 50 minutes or so. Argentina tuned up and then, they went, and then Argentina went to a five at the back and seemed to just completely step off. And Australia got, and then, then Australia got a lucky deflected goal and then really sort of like 
hung about, had some really good pushing, chances yeah. down down the down down the stretch. Um, Behic, Garen Cole. That run from Behic was yeah. ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. Like I feel like if Argentina just just had a kept playing the way they were playing the first forty five minutes, then mm. they would have just been fine. But they just they got complacent. Yeah, and too defensive. Which, to be honest, from an Argentinian uh, Argentinian perspective, the I mean they hung on in the end, and like maybe it's a bit of a, another wake up call, I suppose. But yeah, it's just, I suppose it's a lesson. Like you can't. Yeah. And and they're not. I mean, the further they go in the competition, they're not going to be able to do that anyway. So. Yeah. I don't think they'll get complacent um, that way. And to be fair, like Australia scored a very lucky goal, and then you could yeah went close once or twice, but like. How many saves did Emilio Martinez, apart from that one on going Cole, have really have to make? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that would have been huge if, if that went in. Yeah. Like, what, that would have been a hectic moment. But one thing we did say that was potentially going to happen, kind of did happen, it was that Australia, like, did end up bringing Argentina down to their level a little bit. Yeah. Like, just it turned into a real bit, in that second half especially, just turned into a real scrap. No team really kept, kept like, kept, like, Solid possession for large periods. There's a lot of uh, lot of turnovers. Um, a lot of just like balls up in the air getting bubbled about. Lots of moments that were drawn about by individual brilliance, like the bear hitch run. No real like you know clean team play. Yeah, yeah. Which worked in Australia's favour in the second half, but it didn't end up uh, turning into enough to get a result. But yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's so easily could have though. That Garen the the, the Garen Qual chance at the very very end, if that goes in. Yeah, but then you also I, I, like the complexion of the whole game. Like I reckon changes. But then you also think about some of the chances that Argentina missed as well. Like Messi when he puts it on a plate for Lautaro Martinez and he misses. Um, I think there was another chance. I can't remember. Oh, Japan going very close there. Well, that, I mean, that, that's another thing that we mentioned as well. It was the fact that you know. In previous in the group stage, Australia rode their luck a little bit, but like just because of the quality of Argentina, like they're gonna score, they're gonna create so many chances that you you can't ride your luck for sort no, of that long. You can't, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what it seemed like in that game, and what it's kind of seemed like a little bit in certain points of the group during the group stage is an Argentina revolt where it seems like Messi doing a lot of the heavy lifting and his teammates just being a little bit below par. The way they won the Copa America was, was it, it was that his teammates lifted to the occasion and like while he still was far and away the best player and to a certain degree carried, um, they stepped up when he needed them to. Yeah. And if they're going to go far in this tournament, he, they're going to need to step it up in the games to come, especially against the first test, obviously, against the Netherlands. But um, yeah, like, yeah, he just he just needs more from his teammates. Like he needs like if he 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 does that mazy run, gives it to Lautaro Martinez. Lautaro Martinez scores that. It's three 0 game over. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. That is the thing. Like you can't say that anyone on the Argentinian team has had a good tournament. I reckon apart from Messi. Messi yeah. Really. Martinez. Been decent, but. Lissandro. No, Emiliano. Emiliano, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say Christian Romero's been all right. True. But, like, he's been all right. He hasn't been good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that is a centre-back who 
I mean, they've faced tests and they haven't really passed them. Um, but then apart from that, they've kind of had yeah. I just not too difficult just, games. We talk about Netherlands having an easy run. Yeah. Like, I just don't get how Lissandra Martins isn't starting for this team. Like, from what I've seen from Otamendi and Romero, mainly Otamendi, and I was like, initially I said maybe, you know, we don't watch Otamendi playing for Benfica and maybe he's improved. But no, Lissandra Martins no, yeah, no is a better centre-back than him. Yeah. And this isn't Premier League bias. Like this is just what I've seen watching the World Cup games. When he's when Lissandra Martinez has got the block on Berhich's uh, shot. We've seen seen play in the Premier League as well, and he wasn't. Yeah, like, he's, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't come close to what Lissandra Martinez has produced. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but yeah, so I, I I and I personally think that's a pretty easy fix. Like you just take Otamendi off, start Lissandra Martinez, and I think. It's a very small change, but it could pay dividends down the line for the Argentinian team. Yeah. But we'll see. Think more of uh, Alvarez as well. Oh, yeah. He, he's been very he's good. Class. He's class. That, that, yeah, I think that that goal, he, I think it was the second goal he scored against uh, Poland or Mexico. Yeah, class. yeah. Very good. That place one. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next. Uh, but yeah, a very good tournament from the soccer. Oh yeah, so yeah, very good, very good tournament for soccerers can hold their heads up high. And no, I liked Harry Su- like heroes. Yeah, I, I liked Harry Sutar's post being like Australian football really needs to capitalise on the women's World Cup next year, and yeah, to galvanise sort of like you know the, the rekindled interest in the sport. Yeah, and you know, um, hopefully it can lead to you know better investment and better. I don't really know, but you know, better, but just, just, just better turnout for that sport. Yeah, I think. I mean, soccer it it has been growing, and I mean, obviously, I think before, like that qualification campaign didn't inspire lots of um, no hope, but I mean, this tournament definitely does. Yeah, I also it's think the best best yeah. performance at a World Cup ever, um, despite having a squad that. Everyone thought and said wasn't any good, basically. Yeah, but I also I will say this: I I credit isn't that good. Credit to Graham Arnold for 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 how well this team has done, but also I don't think that this team is good because of Graham Arnold. I don't think they're good in spite of him, but I don't think they're good because of him. I think they're just I don't think he does much or takes much away from the team. Yeah, I think the team could be better, it could be worse, but I think they kind of just. I agree. I'm. I'm not sure that he's bringing, you know, the players above the sum of his parts. Really. Yeah. Um, he's he's just kind of there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit. Uh, yeah. Then, credit. then a lot of the time in football, I I do think about how much the manager has to do with his yeah. results. Yeah. But anyway, hats off to him. Hats off to the Socceroos. Um, only time will tell if within the next four years how far this team can, I mean who knows in four years time Gary and Cole could be 22 and absolutely tearing it up for a Premier League contending Newcastle team hmm. you never know but then in, in, in four years time players like Matt Leckie will be gone Aaron Moy won't be playing or at least at the level we want him to yeah so I reckon there'll be more good players coming through you surely hope so yeah but anyway we digress. Uh, next, we have, uh, in a result that many people could have seen coming, 
France easily breezing past Poland 3-1. A Lewandowski penalty when it was already 3-0. The only consolation for Poland. And Kylian Mbappe looking his typical threatening self. He set some records. Did he set? Is the most... He's definitely... I know know Giroud broke the record. Yeah, yeah. Henri's record. I don't know about him. I think in terms of goal scoring for France at a World Cup, though, I think. Oh, right. I mean, he's been prolific. He obviously burst onto the scene in 2018, and yeah, I yeah. think there was there was just some stats that you know were above uh, Messi and Ronaldo's um, amount scored at a certain age or something. Yeah, or even at World Cups. Anyway, I don't yeah. know the stats. So I probably shouldn't be talking about it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's, been, he's, he's he looks very good. Um, my pick for France to be an early exit looks to be uh, wrong, um, and yeah, they they look they look they look very good. There's not much else to be said, you know. Yeah. They got they they got a decent backline. They got uh, a decent midfield, and then they got a very good attack. So it's just not a lot to fault with them. Like if if I would say there is one weakness, is they don't seem to have a right back. They got Jules Koundé, who's a centre back, starting at right back. Uh, and I would say Hugo Lloris remains a big question mark for any team that he plays in. Yeah, yeah. Th- there was a moment in that game where he came out and completely messed it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but on the whole, it's hard to draw too much from the result that you didn't already know going in. Like Mbappe's good, Poland um, aren't as good as France. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. And they didn't. Yeah. Look at yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, but they will play. Sorry, not much to add. Yeah. No, sometimes there's just not much to say about a game. Uh, but they will play uh, England, who beat Senegal 3-0. Um, we look pretty good, though. I, I know it's just Senegal, and they didn't have Sadio Mane and didn't look as good as they had in certain games in the group stage. But we also look very good. Oh, actually, no, we didn't look good for the first 40 minutes. But after that, we looked great. Drew mm. um, Bellingham, fantastic. Um, Foden, great. Saka, great. Henderson... Henderson, Henderson looked pretty good, actually. Stuff. Hen, Hen, yeah, yeah, but Henderson, Henderson, I feel like shut a few people up on that in that game. Like was was solid all over the pitch for while he was on, and then popped up with a timely goal. Yeah, um, yeah, and I don't think he scored many goals for England at all. So it's a, no, it's a rare yeah. one, but very important because yeah, like you said, the first the start of the game. It was it was in the balance very much, yeah. Um, and then we got yeah, it was two before half time, right? Yeah, in yeah. five minutes, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, a, like a very important, a very important uh, goal to get. Yeah. Also interesting, just like Bellingham coming out after the game and you know saying put some respect on his name and all that. Did you see Jordan that? Henderson? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And then someone that reporter asking Saka, "Oh, do you think you're going to be this 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 tournament's Kylian Mbappe?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> he's only one Kylian Mbappe, but there's also only one me." Yeah, I'm just trying to. He just he's just like I'm not sure if he's like been incredibly well media trained or if he's just a just a genuinely sick bloke. Probably, probably a bit of both. I think he's just genuinely a legend. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. I love him. But yeah, it's just like perfect response. Um, also, I think Carl Walker was also asked about Mbappe and how that he was felt a good about response going. Too, yeah. yeah, it was a really good response. Just, I think it just shows a sort of calmness in the England camp, which is, I don't know, qu- quite good to see. I just hope it's reflected by 
the manager's team selection when we play France. Yeah. But I think they all have a good feeling in the manager as well and like are yeah. respectful of the manager. Yeah. But yeah, I just hope that like feeling in that I hope game. I just hope that we play the, exactly the same team against yeah. France that we play against. Um well, yeah, obviously Raheem Sterling has gone home and don't yeah. know whether he'll come back. I don't think he'll be back for the no. France game. No. And even if he was, you, he'd be mad to pick him, he'd given, be mad given to pick, what he'd just gone through. He'd be mad, yeah. And he'd be mad to pick anyone over Foden and Saka right now. Foden yeah. and Saka are tearing it up. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think, for Henderson's shortcomings, the Rice-Henderson-Bellingham midfield Works. Is, the, is the most balanced. Yeah. Because Bellingham, he's he's not playing as a ten. He's playing as like a a, a center midfielder that's just slightly ahead of those two. Yeah. So it's a, instead of a four two three one, it's a four three three. Yeah. And I think that work it gives us an extra man in midfield. It also gives us a lot of height in midfield, and it also gives us a lot of strength in midfield. Yeah. They're all like strong bodies, Henderson, Rice, and Bellingham. Yeah, they're all big. They're all big bodies. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and they're all and like Henderson, like he's not quick, but like he gets about. He does a lot of running. Yeah. Um. And so does Bellingham and Wright. Yeah. I just think I think like, that works better than have trying to shoehole a Grealish or a Foden or a Mount into that number ten role. Yeah, I think Walker starts. Stones, Maguire. I think yeah, same team. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like obviously Maguire, and, and, and I think Rashford is a is the way he's being used. He should continue to be used like that. Obviously, he shouldn't start, but yeah. he should. See some minutes in that France game. Yeah, sure. I think whoever Rashford comes on for in that um, Saka or Foden in that um, in that France game, Rashford. If it's Saka, Foden goes to the right, and he, Rashford plays left. And if it's Foden, he just stays on the left. Yeah. So I don't think Rashford is anyone near as effective on the right. On the right. Yeah. But yeah, like he definitely. And then Grealish, I think, is more capable of playing on either wing than Rashford is. Yeah, um, but yeah, like having those two off the bench is great. Um, uh, yeah, Mount again didn't look overly. I mean, we were already three 0 up, but he just did not look overly inspiring off the bench when he came on. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if Madison is going to be fit at any point because he would be a good person to have off the bench for any three of those midfielders. Yeah, true. Um, especially in the latter pace, pace parts of the tournament where like you need you need someone who can counter a goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but just a dead ball situation. I yeah. Um. Yeah, I also don't think Phillips should see the pitch unless we're trying to defend the lead. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely good options off the bench in all of them, but I mean, I'll, I'll be less confident in 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 having the, those players in. But I mean, yeah, you, you gotta but yeah, I, th- I just think as long as we as long as we like start the game with that form, same team, same formation that we played against Senegal, we give ourselves the best chance to win again, and like. We'll touch, we'll touch on the, the quarterfinals when we go through them all, but like, yeah, like, like France are obviously a, a better team on paper. Oh, maybe, but like, I don't think so. They're, they're, and they're, I, they're, and they're, I think that's something that's been spoken. They're a team about. that are favoured to win. Yeah, uh, I think I'll that's been that. something that's spoken about before the World Cup. I think England fans have sort of, I mean, well, it's not, spoken down. Not just England fans, everyone. No, but I think people who aren't England fans have have commented on the fact that you know. England fans are talking about how on paper the team isn't that good when in reality it's like pretty fucking like world class really yeah true. especially now Bellingham is in midfield I think true. that has brought the team to a different level true 
But anyway, we'll, we'll get we'll get to our predictions of how we think the game's going to go when, when we get to... Talk more about England later. <laughs> the game. Uh, next came off the rank is the game we're currently watching, which was uh, Japan-Croatia. Uh, spoiler alert, even though we're watching this game, again, uh, Croatia won. <laughs> uh, on penalties in the end. 1-0 one, um, one in normal time. One no one. goals, extra time. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that? You said 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Japan score first, Croatia equalise. Now, yeah, the goal that Perisic scores is hectic. Have you seen it? I've seen it's a header, right? The header, yeah. But it's from like 18 yards out and it's just like a bullet. Oh, yeah. yeah all right. Okay. I thought, I knew it was from, I thought it was from like the penalty spot, but like, fuck, 18 yards is, yeah, fucking hell. I might, I might be stretching that a little bit, but yeah, yeah it's very a very good header. goal. Um, but yeah, I reckon Japan probably could have had it. Probably worth at least one goal in the first half. Wait, did they score in the first half? I think so, yeah. Because Parachis's header was in the 450th or so, I mean, I think. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, like sad for Japan. I think they've 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 had a good they've had a good tournament, like you know, with their players, you know, especially off the field with like their fans and their players, like being very respectful and and like them also beating Spain and Germany, like yeah, top in the group of group of death. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they can hold their, they mean, can hold their heads up high because um, like you know no one wants no one like a penalty shoots such an unfair way to lose a game. What was the the score in the penalty shootout again? I remember there was th- lots of missed penalties. I think it was yeah one three three one yeah. That's really that sucks. Yeah. That's the thing. Like that's what it can yeah. come down to at the end of the day. Minamino and Mitoma missing the first two penalties oh, really? for for Japan. Oh. Yeah, just not people Mi- you'd expect to miss as well. Minamino's one was very lackluster too. Yeah. But yeah, never a good way to decide a World Cup game. I don't think. No. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Croatia. Croatia don't look that good. If they, don't, they don't play well, but they seem to understand how to get results. But. Their next opponent is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> so, don't look that. They don't look that. Don't good look that outside of Perisic and Modric, I yeah, don't think. But you never know. But I also kind of do know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I think I think I, I I got an inkling about how their next game's gonna go. Um, anyway, speaking of penalty shootouts that um, were lackluster, um, Spain Morocco. Game ended nil all, and then Spain absolutely shat the bed in the penalty shootout. Losing. I think it's like more than like less so lackluster, like casual from fucking. Spain. Oh yeah, so casual, <laughs> so casual. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know what they were doing. So bad. Carlos Soler, just like I don't know, just walking up to it and not putting much effort into it. Yeah, um, it was very weird. And Busquets as well, like yeah, that was like, obviously just, very surprising. I was watching like like. Uh, and, and Gus said he was like, "Oh, that's really going to be one of, like the, one of the first times in ages where a team's lost a penalty shootout without scoring a single goal." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I reckon you're right. Like that was just crazy." Yeah, and Morocco missed one as well. <laughs> Very strange. I mean, you look at you look at Spain's you look at Spain's tournament outside of for the first game and looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't know what really changed between the first game and. Um, I reckon they got complacent. They were like, fuck, we're so good. And then they were like, all right, we can just coast through the group now. Hmm. And then... 
Yeah. I don't know. Very weird. It's it's weird. Like, is it complacency or is it like they're... Like, because we know that they struggled to score in the Euros when they were challenged a bit more. And I think that seemed to be the case after the Costa Rica game. Yeah. Like, I think their lack of a number nine maybe became more of an issue because the the chances were fewer and, yeah, the, pr- and the pressure was higher. But yeah, I suppose even in the group stage, the pressure wasn't that high. It's just strange. It's very strange. Do you think there's any implications for Luis Enrique? No, no, I don't think so. I think... I like. I think. I think it's a bad result with the group of players you've got. It is a bad result, but I also don't think, uh, like, they created a fair bit in that Morocco game, and like, like clearance off the line, hit the post, keeper saves, and then how can you coach your players shitting the bed that hard the penalty shootout? Yeah, like, I think. On another day, they probably score one or two of those chances in regular time. And also, on another day, I don't know, I don't know if they win that penalty shootout, but then if they don't miss that badly. Yeah, true. I think he'll be fine. Especially if Hansi Flick's going to keep his gig. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> if that's the precedent, then yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Morocco go through. Incidentally, I picked that. <laughs> you did pick that. Uh, yeah. Hakim Ziyech and Ashraf Hakimi looking great. Mm. But that Morocco defense led by Norden and Rabat looking very good. Yeah, I think I remember yeah, watching him in the first game as well. He he killed it. Yeah. Um he's he's had a good tournament for sure. But yeah, um the 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 cojones on uh to use a Spanish word, um on Ashraf Hakimi to uh Penenka, the winning penalty. Yeah. I love it. You love to see that. I think that's what Morocco have got a bit as well. They've got bit of co- flair. a lot of confidence and a bit of like, you know, bit of dog about them. I reckon led by Ziyech. You see the way that Ziyech kind of goes about it on the pitch. He's yeah. very like aggressive and, you know, I'm the man sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I rate it. I do like that. And also I feel like they're, they're, they've got more than, they've got more good players than just Ziyech and Hakimi that I've kind of forgot about. Like Sofian Bufal, one-on-one, he's yeah. very good. Like I remember he ripped a Spanish player. To, to like get a cross off in the, during the, during normal time. Because he played like, for Southampton. Yeah, yeah, and he he scored some crazy goals for Southampton too. But he was very kind of like he, over the the length of the thirty eight game Premier League season, he's not going to like be consistently great. Yeah, but you get it. You you bottle you bottle you know five or six games worth of good play up in a World Cup. He can be super game changer. Yeah. yeah, he knows how to beat a player for sure. Yeah, and can make that moment happen. Uh, and then yeah, obviously like you got Amrabat, you got Roman Saiz, you know, you got other good, other good players in that team. And but what's the keeper's name? Bono. Bono, yeah. Yeah. Obviously I didn't performed know much of- he, I mean Spain shut the bed in the penalty shootout. But shoot he was out, also but he very good. Pulled yeah. off some very good saves in that Especially that one of the it was already offside, but like it was like an open goal and he saved it. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of credit to him. Um, yeah, but I, like Morocco, like the, their results have been built off Morocco's defense being very good, and then in certain moments when they've had to create, Ziyech stepped up, Hakimi stepped up, hmm. and who knows, they could like like they could do it again against um, the team they're going to face next. But before we get onto them, we must talk about Brazil, who will play um, Croatia, uh, and they yeah looked just just a cut above South, South Korea. Korea to the cleanest. Yeah. 
Uh, they looked really good. Like, not only did they score four, they scored four really good goals. Um, taking the piss in, in some of them, like that Richarlison goal was just stupid. Yeah. Um, the the Pekatar goal for number four was also great. Uh, Vinny Jr. with a golden assist. Um, Neymar yeah, back. Cool Neymar back. Yeah, like... Yeah. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah, it was it was a emphatic win. A bit of a statement, I reckon. Because South Korea have been proven very hard to beat at the tournament. And yeah. They just made it look very easy. One thing I will say, though, about Brazil is they have had an easy run so far. They haven't yet first a team, but I would say, oh, yeah, it's a tough team to play. Well, I think, I think South Korea are that, though. No, they but you know what I mean, easy. though. Like they, they weren't in a, like a they weren't in a group that had another like top team in in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, they weren't also in a. Um, then they got a, you know a knockout game against you know South Korea. Yeah, Not, yeah. Like you know, if you look at like Spain and Germany, they're against like in the same group. Spain and then yeah, uh, and then you got Portugal in the same. Uh, who was in Portugal's group? Actually, Portugal didn't have. That's Ghana and South Korea. Uh-huh. See, Brazil's group was Switzerland and um, Serbia, Serbia and Cameroon. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. They haven't versed like a top top international. Yeah. So, like, we'll see how they go against again. And now they've got Croatia. So, like, Croatia are a good team, but I don't think they're you know. If you look at Argentina versus Netherlands, um, you know, uh, France versus England, you know, like. Yeah, the caliber of that team. So I'm interested to see how Brazil. I think they'll hang. Uh, they'll handle those teams fine, but um, yeah, like I don't necessarily think that they've had the easiest run yet. Yeah, the hardest run, you mean? Yeah, the hardest yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm sure. Like, yeah. But like, like I said, you can only play what's in front of you, so that's fine. <laughs> Guys, you, you really don't need to worry about that. It's yeah. fine because you can make a bit of noise. <laughs> Um, but next we have got on Portugal, Switzerland, Portugal, Switzerland. Yeah. That's not a result I saw coming. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. The story being, uh, Gonzalo Ramos coming in. For yeah. The Cristiano story Ronaldo. being, yeah, Ronaldo dropped and <laughs> for the third time, or not actually for the second time this year, a team involved in a team that's involved with Cristiano Ronaldo has dropped Cristiano Ronaldo for the benefit of the rest of the team yeah and it's worked yeah and I think it just goes to show that you know I mean since Ronaldo came like went to United I mean we've talked about this so much yeah people have been talking about the fact that you know even at Juventus since basically since he left Real Madrid he's kind of sucked the life out of teams yeah and to be fair because there's so much focus on him yeah and everyone's like oh how can you say that he scored all these goals I think it's so clear now that you can still, like, he can still score goals. Yeah. But, you, you know, you might have scored more goals. Like, the team might have scored more goals if he wasn't in it. I think that's my, my feeling. Yeah. And also, like, I feel, I feel like Juventus, that, that, Juventus one is kind of tricky because since Ronaldo leaving, Juventus have kind of got worse. But I think that's not a Ronaldo, that's not a Ronaldo leaving issue. That's just, like, their manager sucks and their team as a whole is just a bit shit. Yeah, and it was it like it was a bit shit when Ronaldo got there. They were trying to use Ronaldo to revive it, and he yeah. didn't revive it. Yeah, and you can suck the you can suck the life out of the the way the team plays football, but also the way there's effect on the wage bill as well that yeah. would have had an effect at Juventus. Yeah, but then you can clearly see it like plain as day. Like take Ronaldo out of that United team, they are so much more fun to watch. Yeah, and the United team that finished second before Ronaldo joined, so much more fun to watch. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, and then last year, horrible. But yeah, he scored goals again. He scored like hat tricks against Norwich. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like, exactly. Um, and yeah, this Portugal team, my god! Like, if that's the team that's going to play, is that the is that the Portugal team that's going to get fielded for the rest of the tournament? All of a sudden, they're jumping up to like top three favorites yeah. in my opinion because they were so good against the Switzerland team. That's not too bad. Like, they're obviously not a top team, but like they're not they're not a bad team. Yeah. But they like, oh my god! Like, yeah, Gonzalo Ramos, incredible. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, incredible. Um, uh, even Diogo Dallo benching Joao Cancelo looked really good. Yeah, I mean Diogo Dallo's stock has gone up a lot since yeah. even Ten Hagers took over. But yeah, he showed up a lot in, in this game as well. Yeah, but just just like, oh, they just didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Nada Silva, incredible. I mean, Joao Felix, what didn't even play that badly, but like compared to Gonzalo Ramos, not as good. But yeah. Then you got players like Rafael Leal that can come on and score a worldie like that in the, for the sixth goal. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, seriously dangerous. Yeah, it, it just, it just, like whether the um, Portuguese manager sort of has the the balls, I suppose. Well, he to, surely has to. Now you're gonna be like, look, look how we look how we play without you. It's still a big, it's still a big decision to make. And yeah, I suppose you just hope that Ronaldo makes it a bit easier for the rest yeah, of the team he, to excel to be, because you know it's their chance as well as yeah. his. But he just he does obviously doesn't think like that. Yeah, to be fair, it did look like he was clapping every time he, the team scored and stuff. Yeah, but then again, I he mean, played, he'll still win the World Cup. Yeah, if he doesn't like play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I, I think it was like there's probably a bit of like he knew the cameras were on him, so he kind of knew he had to clap. But I think there's also a bit of like he knows like even if he doesn't play. But he wins the World Cup. He's played. He's played enough minutes now for people like Ronaldo has a World Cup. Yeah. In the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, he learns a little lesson out of this. <laughs> I don't think he will. Um. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Port- Portugal very good. Switzerland with an probably below par performance at the tournament generally. Yeah. I reckon, they, they but kinda, they weren't bad. Yeah. They kind of shut the bed a bit. Um. In that second half against Portugal. Yeah. Uh, but yes, on to the quarterfinals we go. I mean, uh, so predictions, prediction, predictions. It's predictions. Um, all right, so first cab off the rank, we have Saturday, 10th of December, 2 a.m., we have Croatia, Brazil. Uh, I think this is where Croatia get found out a little bit, personally. I think it'll be a close game just because Croatia, like you said, seemed to know how to grind out a result. But I do think Brazil will win one or two, like 2-0, two 2-1... Two Something like that. Hmm. Maybe even 3-1, because I, I, this, this this is the least close of all the games, in my opinion, on paper. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I mean, obviously my, my pick is that Brazil win. Yeah. Um, I think it could, I think maybe it starts a little bit tighter. Um, so maybe it's kind of close until half time, and then maybe this... I'm going to go... 2-0 to Brazil. Yeah. I reckon. I'm going to go 3-1 to Brazil. I like it. <laughs> All right, next we've got uh, Netherlands versus Argentina. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, I think... I think Argentina will win. I think this will be the toughest test they have, but I also feel like Argentina so far seemed to be a team that like raised to the level of the opposition they're playing. So they were shit against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But then the next two games they played better opponents they played better yeah and they were good in the first half against australia and then they were kind of like ah oh, okay whatever this team's not very good and they got complacent 
I think they'll be on it against the, against this Netherlands team. Uh, but I do think there'll be lots of goals in this game. Um, I don't think either team's going to keep a clean sheet. Um, they both seem to have... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Argentina are that frail at the back, actually. Like, they had 10 minutes of, like, madness yeah. against Saudi Arabia. But then, but then kept clean sheets Where against... Where Saudi Arabia scored some free goals. Yeah, when, but then kept clean sheets against Mexico and Poland, and then they conceded one freak deflection goal against Australia. Yeah. Um, but I, so I do think Netherlands are leaky, but... Um, as Croatia go close, sorry, that's what I was reacting to. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, yeah. But I do think... Yeah, the, the Netherlands have, have... I think Argentina have a little bit more going forward just simply for the fact that they've got Lionel Messi um, than the Netherlands. But the Netherlands also do have plenty to go forward. Like Gakpo... Uh, um, I mean, what do we... What Memphis, do we make? Denzel Dumfries as well as an attacking option as well is very good. What do we make of Netherlands' defence? Are they... Van Dijk, good. Um... The rest of the centre backs they have are like good, but not amazing. I don't think I think De Ligt is overrated, a little bit um, mm. as a centre back. I think so too. Uh, are you are you are you looking at their um, formation or team from their last game? I can't I do. I, don't have I just I just looked that they've only conceded two goals so far in the whole tournament. Okay, well, there you go. So, as Japan score, uh, Ake, Van Dyke, Timber, Dumfries, Blind. Yeah, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty Outside. good defence. Yeah. Yeah, Durian Timbers, very good. Yeah, it's a tr- it's a tricky one. I think Argentina edge it. Maybe this one goes the distance. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, well, I, I was just thinking that. I'm thinking like one all, um, and then to penalties. Yeah, and it's so hard to pick who wins on penalties. Uh, Man, I feel like you can't pick who wins on because penalties. I don't want it to go to penalties. I'm going to pick it not to go on penalties. I think it. Uh, I think I, I for some reason for some reason I feel like it, it gets it gets decided in normal time. I reckon. I reckon in two, ninety yeah, in ninety minutes. I can yeah. I can two one to Argentina. Two one. I'll pick I'll pick one all and I think. I'll just I'll just say Argentina to go through. Not that I'm picking that. I just think that they're more likely. But yeah. Okay. One nil. It's one a lottery. Um, next we have. Um, my thing is Morocco, Portugal. Morocco. This is an interesting one, a very interesting one, because on paper that Portugal team is miles better than Morocco. But after the way Morocco played and defended against Spain, I don't know anymore. Mm. My my feeling is that Morocco have had a ridiculous run. Yeah, and like making the quarterfinals is the is is the achievement I reckon. Yeah, for, this for is, Morocco. This is, they've reached their ceiling. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm Portugal were just too good. I'm inclined Morocco. to believe that that way too, but then also I feel like Morocco will be a much sterner defensive unit than Switzerland were. Yeah, true. And if they can hold out till half time, then who knows? But then also, yeah, like the form, like the Gonzalo Ramos seems to be in, and the rest of the team, Fernandez as well. Like, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think Portugal probably do end up winning, um, but like again. This is one of those games where like you could just like go to extra time, you know what I mean? Just 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 weirdly like yeah. Morocco nab a goal, Portugal knock on the door for like ages, finally score in, like the eighty eighth minute. One of those type of things. Yeah. I'm gonna go Portugal to one all at in at ninety minutes, and then Portugal to run away with it three one in extra time. 
I like it. I'm going to go Portugal 2-1 in, in the 90 minutes. In the 90 minutes? Nice. And then last, but certainly not least, we circle back to... This is this is the, the game. This is of the, the game of the, so of, of the tournament. Yeah, without a fucking doubt. <laughs> this is the game. We have uh, a, a rivalry as old as oh, not as old as time, but a very old rivalry: <laughs> the French versus the English, as the old Lions as the countries versus themselves, the Frogs. <laughs> um, yeah, look, uh, very even game on paper. Very even game off paper. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's an even game in terms of how both teams have been playing at the World Cup so far. Yeah. Look at that. That's, as we see, another ridiculous offside, onside call. That is onside, actually, but like I saw something that was, like, given offside for, like, the same thing, and I was just like, how are you? Yeah, are you? I'm struggling to understand that plane and where the plane is drawn. Yeah. Is it at the elbow of the defender? I think it's at the shirt sleeve. I swear that was at the elbow of the Croatia defender. Oh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so it was, it was, yeah. No, I think even in terms of how they performed at the World Cup so far, yeah. as well as the quality they have on paper, and yeah, I think if anything, recent international form, England have the edge. I mean, no, France <laughs> would. I mean, I mean, at the Euros they performed better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Nations League, France have been way better. Yeah, true. But Nations League is like a... It's whatever, yeah. I don't, I Nations don't, League doesn't I, count. I don't, pay, I don't pay any mind to it either. <laughs> um, but yeah, look... I'm all spice, but France are also the reigning World Cup champions. So. It's going to... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to come down... I, I, despite what everyone's saying, it is going to probably come down to certain individual battles. You've got Kyle Walker against... Um, uh, against uh, Kylian Mbappe, sorry. Do you know what? I, I liked his words, but he, he was... I reckon he was struggling a little bit against Senegal, Kyle Walker. You reckon? I, I, there were moments where he was just kind of not keeping up. I reckon he's probably lost a yard of pace. And yeah, but I, I also, don't think he but matches I also think, Mbappe for pace anymore. I, no, I don't think so either. But I also think he's, he's, got, a bit, he's got a lot of know-how from the amount of years he's played. You reckon he'll get under his skin? Oh, I just like he'll put, he'll put a bit of a body on. He'll, 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 like, yeah, he'll get under his skin. I, I do reckon he'll do that. Mm. I reckon it'll be a very good battle. It, it'll be like... A guy who used to be very quick but has now developed into a more complete right back against yeah. Kylian Mbappe. Um, so you got... <laughs> you don't really need to say anything else. Uh, then you got Usman Dembele against Luke Shaw. That's another very good battle. Luke Shaw in an England kit is a different, completely different player to Luke Shaw in the United top. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Olivier Giroud versus Harry Maguire or John Stones. Um, <laughs> that fills me with... <laughs> uh, then, to be honest... The midfield that France played of Rabiot, Chouameni, and um, Griezmann, I don't think that's a better midfield than England's midfield. No, I'm going to go not. out there and say it. I, I think Chouameni. No I, I think Chouameni's good. I think Griezmann has, is is borderline washed, and I think Rabiot is all right. Well, I be, yeah, I, I reckon Belling is better than Chouameni. Um I think Rabiot and Henderson. It's kind of like. That's pretty even. And uh, Rice is better than and Rice is better than Griezmann. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. I take. And I reckon a, Rice is better than Rabiot, and Henderson's better than Griezmann as well. Yeah. 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 So I take our midfield over theirs. I probably prob- um uh then and then it then it comes down. They played a, 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 a I haven't watched a lot of Theo Hernandez. Apparently, I've heard from people people being Yannick that Theo Hernandez is very good left back for AC Milan. Yeah. Like he says, he's top five in the world. I I haven't watched him enough to comment on it. But Theo Hernandez versus Phil Foden or Bukayo Saka, 
I don't care how good the left back he is. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, then they've got obviously their centre backs are good. They've got uh, Upamecano and Varane, or Upamecano and Kanate, whoever they play. Uh, but again, Harry Mc, Harry uh, sorry Harry Kane Harry Kane can can take it either. Take like the, like, the, like Varane right. is not the player and, he was, and Upamecano. I've not watched a lot of him, but from everything that I've heard, hasn't been the player he was at Leipzig since he joined Bayern Munich. Mm. And then Jules Kunde is a good centre back, but he's playing right back. So and he'll struggle against hopefully or Foden. Phil, hopefully Phil Foden. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I mean. Like, yes, France's attack against England's de- England's defence. Everyone's like, oh wow, shit. You know, like Kylian Mbappe is gonna have a field day. Harry Maguire, yada yada yada. But like, I just think it's a, it's a very even contest. Yeah. And yes, Mbappe is better than pro- than any player that England have. But I think. The rest of England's team matches up just as well against France. Yeah. I I mean, I think so too. And I, I honestly think that's the general consensus as well. Like, it's a close game. There's, I don't think there's much splitting it. Um, I mean, I think generally people that think that France is, is probably going to win. But yeah. It's because of Kylian Mbappe though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Basically, England fans are bricking it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess we have to pick a winner. I'm picking England to win it. I yeah, I mean, I, I, I would feel wrong with myself if I didn't pick England to win it. Like, mm. I am an England fan, and, like, you can call me biased, but this is a very close game. Like, it's not like, it's not like I'm... Like, if you looked at the England team, the, like, the last time we played France in a major tournament, which was, like, Glenn, Glenn Johnson at right back and, like, Ashley Young behind Danny Welbeck up top, it was just like, okay, I'd be a bit silly if I was picking England to win that yeah. game. But this is not that team. This is the best England team. We've, this is an arguably better team than England played at the Euros last year. Yeah, I th- I think so too. I think that, and solely because of Bellingham. Yeah, I reckon Harry Kane well, is in slight, but slightly worse form, I would say. But but like but like it, it, so far in this tournament, outside from one game, he's looked pretty good. And Harry Maguire is in slightly worse form. But then you've also got he, he Harry Maguire he hasn't really been tested yet, but has looked fairly solid so far. And also Phil Foden wasn't really playing last in the last year's Euros, and this year is in seems to be in the best form he's been in in his young career so far. Yeah. I think yeah the the biggest concern is a hundred percent Harry Maguire because he'll be put under more pressure and I th- I think he will he will make a mistake leading to a yeah. goal, but I also think that England will score enough to make up for it. Yeah. So, scores. I'll say two one. Normal In time. 120. Extra time. One twenty. Extra yeah. time. Um. Oh. Oh, but for some reason, even though this never happens in World Cups, especially at this time of this time of the tournament, um, part of me wants to say three two. Three. I don't know why. And this, I think you don't get scorelines like that in latter, latter stages of World Cup tournaments. But I just feel like Mbappe. Nah, nah, nah. You're not gonna stick with it. <laughs> I just feel like Mbappe and France are gonna score two goals, and then, but I also don't think it's—I don't think it's gonna go to penalties. So I'm like, if England are gonna win, like I said, they're gonna win. They're gonna have to score three. But England are, England are the joint top goal scorers this World Cup with Portugal. So I don't—I don't—I don't mind three two as a scoreline, but in one twenty. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck it. Three two. <laughs> three two. <laughs> 
Three, two, and two, one to England. You heard it here first. Three, three, two, and it's two all at, at full time. True. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Every time I've picked a very high scoring game, it's never gone that way. But fuck it, the law of averages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, there you have it, boys and girls. Uh, that's 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 our predictions. <laughs> And come Sunday morning, you'll know if they were correct or not. Um, so that will set up... I mean, I think we picked the same, right? Yeah, I think so. That will set up an Argentina-Brazil semi-final and a Portugal versus England. Which is huge. It Which sounds is so exciting. Huge. They're, they're great semi-finals. So two uh, Europe and two South American teams. Any 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 semi-final that gets set up will be good, but yeah. those sound like particularly... I also, do th- I also will enjoy a... Um, World Cup final where it is a South American team versus a European team. Yeah, yeah. That'll be sick. But yeah, it'd be good to have an uh, African team, obviously, in the semis as well. Morocco yep. can get it done. Yeah. We'll see. And like, you never know. We've picked, we've, we've, we've picked, in, in all these games, wrong. we have picked, you know, we have picked the favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there could be another upset. I just, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it with the team, the matchups, the way they are. Mm. Actually, I'm not, I'm not sure if England is the favourite. Let me have a look if there's odds on it. Yeah. Not that we're gambling men, but... Uh, I've clicked on the wrong fucking thing. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Are England favourites? They're $3 to France's $2.45. So France are favourites. Yeah. An underdog story. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, go to the Three Lions um, and watch this space for... Who, uh, we, we may try and get a podcast up before the semi-finals but we also may not so just 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 keep an eye out we'll give it a go <laughs> anyway bye for now go go going <laughs> <laughs>